Hey ladies! <laughs> Welcome back to the Adult Thing Dating Oh My with your host Tracy and Morgan. Is that better? Oh my gosh, so much better. Except <laughs> I don't want to worry. There we go. Yay! Uh, That's new. I feel like I haven't talked to you in like a million years. I know. The last time we talked, you were drunk in Nashville. <laughs> and I was like, I miss you. <laughs> don't you love those calls though? Yeah. I love those calls. They make me so happy. Because I'm like, you're drunk and you're thinking about me? <laughs> Tell me all about Nashville. Um, it was so much fun. There was just a lot of live music, a lot of alcohol. Um, Riley's family is amazing. It was so cool to like hang out with them and like dance with them and just meet them. Um what else did we do? We didn't like really do too much. We went on those little pedal bike things, the pedal bar mm-hmm. stuff. That was fun and dangerous. Like there is, you could literally fall off that like n- nothing. If you didn't hang on, you could fall off of it. So there's like nothing holding you in. No. Oh, I didn't know that. You just you just sit on the seat and pedal, and that's all that holds you. Oh, I guess that is pretty dangerous. Yeah, and then we went to um, a concert. Which I didn't know any of like the songs besides um, Friends in Low Places. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that song? I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only song I knew. <laughs> um, I'm sure it was still fun though. Yeah, and that's pretty much all we did. We had a little Easter egg hunt, which was fun. But. Mm. Yeah, how was your Easter? What did you do? I worked. I went in a little bit later than normal, though. But, yeah, I worked, so it wasn't really. <sighs> Easter, my family, would we would just get, like, brunch anyways. Or, like, we'd, mm-hmm. like, go to church in the morning and then go to brunch. But, what? so nothing crazy. Yeah. Easter isn't really a big holiday for us either. It made me miss my family a lot, though, being, like, mm-hmm. with another family. Yeah. It just makes you miss, like, your parents and, like, I wish they were there, but... Hopefully I'll get to see them soon. Beckham FaceTimed me. He had little suspenders on. He was so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so cute. I wanted yeah. your baby. I know. I can't wait to see him. So cute. Do you think that um, your family would get along with Riley's family? Yeah. They were like two peas in a pod. They would. Oh my gosh. If we ever get married <laughs> at the wedding, I do <laughs> do not want to pay for the bar tab. <laughs> On your advice, will be BYOB. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring your own everything. Maybe we can just talk about making what feels like risky decisions in your career, but and it just benefits you in the end. Or just in life. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, even when it comes to in relation to this it feels minuscule but like when it comes to like breaking up with somebody that you're really scared about doing because you don't want to lose them and all this other stuff it seems super super nerve-wracking and you don't want to do it and it's scary but at the end of the day like some of the best decisions you make for yourself are the scariest ones or if you want to move to like a new state and you're going by yourself and it's really scary that you're not going to know anybody or you're not going to have any friends but you really want to do it but you're scared I feel like that's like where you blossom and where you grow as a person because you step outside your comfort zone and you realize oh this isn't even that bad like you for a new job you're going to step outside your comfort zone you're going to get there and you're like oh my god 
I know way more than I thought I knew. I can do this. If you can do this, if a 50-year-old... What's a good name for a 50-year-old? If a 50-year-old... We'll just say Karen. 50-year-old Karen can freaking sit out of the CT scanner and scan a patient or scan a stroke patient or scan a P patient, you can freaking do it too. Think about it. How much we know and how much technology like our generation has and how much people skills we have and how much we've learned in the last two years, you can literally do anything you want to do. If you want to start your own business, like there's so many tools online to start your own business. If you want to start a podcast, freaking go on Amazon, buy some microphones and a webcam and here it is. Like literally you can do anything you want to do if you just freaking step outside your comfort zone. Remember when we wanted to start a podcast, we were like, oh my God, I'm so scared to press this report <laughs> button. And now look at us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We do it all the time, every day. Yeah. Well, not every day, but every week. And think about how scared you were to do that. Or how scared I was to leave my last job in the first place. Yeah. I think sometimes I get in my head and I'm like, well, what if I'm put in situations that I don't know how to handle? Or like, they were able to help me like learn the machine and learn the equipment and learn the protocols because they were planning on act like I was hired there full time like because I'm going to be going in as a traveler what if they don't even they're not even willing to help me at all but I guess I would just like get through it somehow most hospitals just need bodies right now they don't even need somebody that knows what they're doing they just need bodies that can you know move a patient over get the room set up like at my first travel assignment in Texas, they literally used us as room techs, like set up for, the, for contrast, move the patient over, you know, get the patient into the scanner. And then like they realized, oh, this person knows what they're doing. Like, let's teach her how to scan. So like we're not scanning the whole time. Like they just need bodies to, you know, it's way easier to do a person or a scan with two people than there is one person because you need help moving. You need help setting up. You need help cleaning the room. That's all they need. Yeah, that's true. And I think there are certain people that I've talked to about it before that I don't know if it's purposefully, but they intimidate me about it. They're like, well, if we get a traveler and by the second or third week they don't know what they're doing, we let them go. Like, we don't keep them because that's not what they're here for. They're here to, like, work and know what they're doing. And maybe if they get two days of training, they're lucky. And maybe not. It is what it is. They have to know what they're doing. And I'm like, whoever said that is a fucking dumbass because they the hospital is not going to spend another X amount of money to get a new person in. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you're not going to let somebody go. Like, obviously, if I have no idea what I'm doing, that's one, like, that's one thing. Yeah. But... That's not the case. It's making me emotional. No. Why? Are you scared? <laughs> <laughs> Why does it make me emotional? Because it's a big change in your life. Anybody that's going through a big change in their life or they're scared like to do whatever it is, it's hard. You know, it's it's very yeah. hard to make a big decision and, and I wish I could just do it with you and I wish <laughs> I don't I think my emotions coming out of my own frustration because I'm the only one that's like keeping me from doing it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's relatable though. Like think of all of the people that are holding themselves back. It's, it's never somebody else holding you back. Usually yeah. it's holding yourself back and you're al- or you're allowing someone else to hold you back, which in turn is 
holding yourself back from yeah. from a big change and you never know the outcome like there's I mean it could be horrible it could be a horrible hospital to work for it could be a horrible experience but to not allow yourself that to experience and to it. learn yeah. yeah and to grow as a as a tech and to grow as a person like you're going to meet so many people true you know and i need to not focus on like it's like the little things that get like i let myself get overworked about it's like I don't know where I'm going to park. I don't know how I'm going to get to the department. What if I don't know where things are and people ask me questions and I don't like... And you know what? My first day at this hospital, it's pretty big for a children's hospital. There is a lot of floors and we have to go get all of our patients. So, you know, I have to know where the third floor 356 is. I need to know where, you know, surgery is. I need to know where... Because I'm doing the portables. I'm doing all of the stuff. And I need to... I just freaking walked around... You know, you don't have to walk around on the clock or walk around on your lunch and just familiarize yourself with it and take yeah. pictures of maps. And, and you know, people are there and you can ask them questions. Like, there's yeah. people there that you can literally be like, hey, I don't know where I'm going. Do you know where the parking lot is? And yeah. they give you all of the directions. Like, they're not going to just leave you hanging. They're not going to be like, That's oh, true. yeah, here's the hospital. Here's the address. <laughs> like figure it out <laughs> that's true and i feel like too if i end up doing something wrong i'm gonna like someone's gonna tell me that i'm doing something wrong and i know that i'm confident confident enough now at this point in my career that like those silly mistakes that i've made the past two years aren't something that i'm gonna do now so like if it's a mistake that i make it's gonna be like oh here we don't include like if I do a chest they go down to the adrenals for a chest some places and some places they don't want you to go down to the adrenals okay so if I go down to the adrenals they're gonna tell me not to next time and then I won't like it's little things like that that are like I still know how to scan a chest regardless it's not like I'm gonna scan you know what I mean yeah so, I'm gonna tell you right now that's not gonna be a, an issue none of that's yeah, gonna be no. an issue maybe scanning the wrong patient but there's always you know if you catch it there's always a way to fix it and I've been with techs that have scanned the wrong patient probably multiple times and I've witnessed it and they fixed it or they, you know, write an incident report. And guess what? They're still freaking working. Like it's, yeah. I don't think it's as serious as everyone tries to make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. not that serious. And I mean, use your skills. Like don't inject someone with an allergy. Like, you know, yeah. If you do, there's medicine to fix it. <laughs> and they're there's at a hospital, so that's anything. where they should yeah. be. <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. literally, if you make a mistake, everybody makes a mistake. And there's people there that will fix it. And there's people there that will help you. And you're not going to be just, you know. And if, if you're really that uncomfortable, just get up and leave. You don't have to be there. And I feel like I role play like scenes in my head of like, I'm just going to be thrown into it and show up the first day and expect to know how, like, the workflow is. And that's not... Because, yes, okay, you're expected to know a certain amount of information as a tech, obviously. But them as an employer, regardless of the hospital, regardless of the facility, they're not going to have someone working, representing, like, the hospital, be there and not tell them, like 
this is the computer that you're supposed to use. Like, this is how we do workflow. Like, you're, you get the papers from here, you go get the patient, and you do the patient, and then you bring the patient back. Mm-hmm. Or, like, we have transport, so you tell the transporter this patient's ready, and then they go, do mm-hmm. like, get the, you know what I mean? They're not going to not tell you that stuff. It, it's all observing, too. Like, pick up, like, use your skills to, like, watch what someone's doing. Like, okay, they put the paper there, okay, and transport grabs the paper. Okay, maybe I should just, like, do busy work. Like, let me just go gra- grab the patient out of the hallway let me just set up the injector let me get familiarized with the injector like you remember when you're a student and you just jump and do and pick up the linen and do this and do that and and eventually you're going to like pick up on the flow like that's probably the hardest part when I started at the children's hospital like they were just like oh yeah you call the nurse and you go get the patient so I was like you have to call the nurse like where do I find the numbers like I don't know where to Mm -hmm. find the numbers and right. then I realize, then I see like people have this little notepad thing where they have all the numbers. I'm like, oh, can I have one of those so I can, so I can call? Like it's just right. like things like that. Like sometimes they don't tell you, but it's like use your common sense and yeah. If you have to, like just watch for a day or like you know, it's it's really not as hard as people think it is. Yeah, and I'm I'm like probably one of the most annoying people ever because I will ask a million and one questions. It's certain questions that will actually be beneficial that people are afraid to ask and they expect people to be told. It's like, no, I'm going to ask a million and one questions because if I don't ask, I'm not going to know. Because like if you never asked for one of those books, they wouldn't have just handed it to you. I remember you as a student and you were very good and you picked up on a lot of things and I think that you're going to be completely fine. Like most times I'm just like, there, it's funny because me and another tech at work, we're like normally CT techs and we're doing x-ray and we'll go do like a portable together and it's like a knee or it's like something that like the patient's difficult and we're, we look at it, we're like, hmm, I don't know, I'm just a CT tech. And we like, <laughs> we just like, we joke about it and we're like, we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Like I tell nurses like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I'm just here getting paid. Like, and you just joke about it. And it's like, really, nobody knows what we're doing, what they're yeah. doing, you know? And that's with like all of the medical fields. That's with doctors, yeah. believe it or not. That's with your surgeons. That's with your NPs. That's with your PAs. That's like literally mm-hmm. everybody. We're just trying to do the best we can based on what we've been through in the past. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's called a practice because we're all practicing. <laughs> so true but see the thing is like I think maybe I'm so used to being in an environment where people tend to be their baseline is a little bit hostile and their baseline is a little bit like not team player ish so I'm so used to having to be so independent and having to be already a little bit like someone comes in my room and I'm like what are you here for or like Mm -hmm. you're not going to tell me what to do this is my room whereas Mm -hmm. I feel like most other hospitals, maybe people are a little bit more like team oriented and helpful (laughs) than I think. That's like one thing that I've noticed the most about getting out of like New York. I don't know if it's New York specifically or if it's the job that we worked at, but everybody does their part. I'm like, whoa, you're like going to do this patient. I don't have to do five in a row. Like you, you talk. (laughs) Like there's not like I'm going to sit here and wait until you get mad at me and then I'll do a patient whoa like that's weird and i'm sure there's some hospitals that like people don't give a fuck and they're just you know not working as hard but for the most part every job that i've been to since quitting at the new york place everybody's done their part everybody's been helpful everybody's been nice to me i've not had a bad experience with anybody since Mm -hmm. traveling and i can confidently say that 
Mm. I'm not saying that it's going to always be like that, though. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> the moral of our, our rant here. <laughs> Morgan. You just freaking do it, man. Yeah. Just freaking do it. Whatever. You, I was listening to a TikTok, like, podcast thing, and she was just like, literally, life is so short to limit yourself. Oh, you sent me that. Yeah. It's, like, literally so short to limit yourself and not to just do it. To, like, it's, it's, it's scary, right? It's hard. It's scary to move away from your family. It's scared to break up with that person because that's all you know. It's scary to start a new job or start college. It literally is scary to do anything that you haven't done before because you don't have the experience. But once you get the experience, then you know. And then you can level mm-hmm. up and do another hard thing. And then you can do another hard thing. It's just like... Yeah. Because when you think about it, when you're in that situation and you think to yourself, this is all I know. And you kind of have like that mental switch of you're like, but think about all the other stuff I don't know. That me thinking to myself, oh, I don't know anything else in this. This is comfortable. This is safe. And you open your mind up to like all these other things that you could then in the future know you're holding yourself back from it's just like why the heck not and to be quite honest with you something that I say all the time but I need to like actually like follow my own advice with it and think about it more is that like in the grand scheme of things nothing really matters and I mean obviously things matter but like in the grand scheme of things like things aren't as big of a deal as most times people make it out to be and if you're going to like hold yourself back from stuff because you hear about what other people have to say about it or what other people think, like I could go to work, like let's say I do this, which I will do it. But like, let's say I go to work and I tell my coworkers, this is what I'm doing. This is what I plan on going for. And I want to do this or you tell your family and we're like, that's such a stupid decision. Why would you do that? Think about this. Think about that. That's their own opinion based on their own sometimes ignorance, sometimes lack of knowledge, sometimes their own like insecurities that they have with themselves that you need to kind of just disregard. That's like a whole nother topic, like thinking of, you know, what people think of you for making X decision. Like if you wanted to start a podcast, like you... Do you remember like thinking, oh, what are my fam- what's my family going to think? What are my friends going to mm-hmm. think? Like we're going to talk about, you know, everything things. Yeah. yeah. Everything that, you know, you probably don't want your mom to hear if she's like, you know, my mom's pretty out there. But if she's more conservative, <laughs> like you don't want like your family members to hear about your dating experience or your sex life or whatever we talked about. And just think about how scary that was to like you know, post videos on social media of us talking and have people listen to our our real life issues and problems yeah. and struggles. And it's still kind of weird to like think about, wow, like 200, 300, 400 people listen to like what I'm going through and they're probably judging us a little, but who gives a fuck? Because we all die one day and if yeah. you want to care about what other people are thinking of you which I have done a lot in my life. But if you want to do that, you're going to die earlier. (laughs) (laughs) It takes 10 years off your life. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, though. So I was at my brother had a bonfire last weekend and I haven't seen them or my niece in a while. And um, we were talking about like 
so I had posted something on my story because it was a conversation we were all having as a family, whether or not cheese on a pizza is a topping or not, like considered to be an actual topping. And my niece, like I posted on my story, my niece was like, oh, I want to go vote. How come I can't see your story? And I was like, I don't know. That's weird. Mm. <laughs> and it was essentially just because when we had first, like when she made an Instagram, she was young. Right. And I was like, I post stuff on my story from the podcast and not that I don't want, my family knows about the podcast. They kind of don't talk about it, but they know about it. But like sometimes there's things that I don't want my niece hearing, whether it's because we swear or we talk about certain things and not because it's weird, but I'm like, do I want to expose my niece to that kind of stuff or see me in a different way? But then I said that to her and she was like, Morgan, I literally don't care. And I was like, Maybe some of the things that we say and maybe the things that we talk about at her age is probably good for her to hear. Because, like, yeah. low-key target audience. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm holding <laughs> myself back <laughs> just because she's my niece. And just because, like, I don't want – I thought to myself, I didn't – what if her parents don't want her listening to whatever it is? And, like, that's obviously up mm-hmm. to them and their job. But I shouldn't just think about it automatically. And she was like, yeah, I literally mm-hmm. could care less. And I was like – Okay. <laughs> it's hard to not care, though, what people think. But once you, like, really think about it, they're m- more concerned of what other people are thinking of them than they're concerned about, you know, what they think of you. Yeah. It's when weird. You, it's weird When you think, think about. about it, like, <laughs> you know how you go to the gym and you're like, oh, my gosh, everybody's looking at me. Everybody's going to think that I'm doing this wrong or, like, I'm doing it this way. Mm-hmm. Like, why is she wearing this? Why is she doing that? Why is she looking like this? Oh, mm-hmm. she doesn't look like this person. Mm, no everybody's just looking around thinking the exact same thing about themselves (laughs) they could Mm -hmm. really care less about you and the people that do have those things to think and things to say nine out of ten times they're not going to actually say to your face so why should you even care like you're there for a reason so focus on that and not what anybody else Mm -hmm. is doing kind of felt that way in nashville a little bit because i was like i like dressed cute like i dressed up a lot and like i was probably like overly dressed a little bit for like the stuff we're doing and I was like I wonder what people are thinking of me like blah 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 but it's like I wanted to dress cute like that's why I you know I liked looking nice and I liked wearing the outfits and but it it can like honestly ruin like the way you think about yourself too because you're like well what are people thinking about me like I know I look cute but then am I too like overdressed like are they and then you just go down the the rabbit hole of you know self-destruction but yep Well, because I think what happens is the reason why we get ourselves on so much about that is because when we have moments where we're judging other people, we know how people are thinking. Because, like, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. And I don't think I would consider myself to be a judgmental person. I don't think I would consider you to be judgmental in any way. Mm. But, yeah, if we're out at a bar and we see a girl walk in with, like, super, super short shorts and a really, really, like, revealing top and like all of this stuff going on that's maybe not typical for that setting we're going to be like in our head for a split second right so it's those thoughts that we have sometimes that like we know how people can think because we think that way Mm -hmm. sometimes so that's what we get ourselves into that little rabbit hole when we're out doing stuff that's like you said a split second literally someone thinks about it for a split second and if that split second is going to change how you think about yourself then there's another issue going on true and okay so let's say your worst fear comes true and you're somewhere and someone comes up to you and they make a comment about you or they make a judgment to your face 
so what? Like, that's just on them and their own opinions, and you don't need to let it get to you. Like, yeah, it's embarrassing, and it's frustrating, and it's not ideal, but at the same time, it's just, like, that. those were their own choices that they decided to make and judgments they decided to make on somebody that they have no clue about, and that's their fault. That's their problem, not yours. Same thing when it comes to work stuff. If you decide that you want to make a career change or you decide that you want to do something a certain way and somebody's like, but why? And I don't think this and I don't think that. Okay, those are your opinions. That's fine. You can have those, but I don't need to listen to them. Like anybody, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And, you know, sometimes we ask for other people's opinions. But if you are so focused on, you know using their advice to make you your own judgments and like if you are it was in the book um untamed where i think it was in the book or either the podcast um but she basically said she was like googling like should i like mm-hmm. end my relationship should i get a divorce and she was constantly looking for other people's opinion to to make her her decision in either leaving her marriage or forgiving her husband for cheating on her and she was, she like lost her like judgment and she lost her like intuition in herself to make an own, her own decision because she didn't trust herself. And if you don't trust yourself and you're always looking for someone else's opinion to make your decisions, then, you know, you're going to be unhappy with life because you remember when you're like asking your mom, should I wear this outfit or this outfit? And she yes. picks the wrong one and then you go with the other one. It's like, you know, in your, your gut, like which one you want to pick. Yeah. Or which outfit you want to wear. But you you ask for other people's opinion because you don't, you have like the fear of judgment and you want them to pick a certain thing. But when they don't, you're like, oh, but I really like this one. I want to wear this one. And the other thing too is if you start to make decisions that affect your life based on other people's opinions or perspectives or, or points of view, you're following like, like, their life like how it would affect them and their position not your own so yeah someone could be like you should take that job and then you take it but it's like yeah for them it would be great and yeah that would be a good career move for them but maybe it's not for you like maybe one of my coworkers wants to go to PA school and for me I'm like oh gosh no like that's far too much work far too much energy far too much responsibility like not here for it And she takes my advice, and it's terrible for her because she lives her entire life because she wants to be a PA, and she didn't live out her dream. She lived out what I thought my dream would be is to not go to PA school. So it's like, I mean, in this situation, you're giving me advice about taking a job, and you're just telling me because you know that it's true, and you know that I want it. I'm just too scared to do it. (laughs) And you know that would be good for me. I'm just too scared to do it. But, like, there's a difference between giving somebody advice about something that is catered to them and telling somebody your opinion that's based on your own views. Yeah, and if you didn't want to travel, like, and me telling you to travel and you actually didn't want to do it and you go do it because I say to do it and then you're fucking miserable, then, you know, that's not what I want either. So, like, yeah, listen to people's opinions and advice, but if it's something that you really don't want to do, like, don't Don't do it. it. But also don't hold yourself back from at least giving something a try too. Because like, let's say in the same situation, this tech wanted to end up going, like she wanted to go to PA school. So she went for it. She didn't listen to my advice and she just decided to go and give it a try. And she made it a semester or two and she decided, you know what, actually, this isn't for me. Okay, cool. 
Like, at least you gave it a shot and you gave it a try and you didn't listen to anybody else's opinion. Right. But then there's, like, another another thing that goes with that is then when you don't listen to people and then something mm. goes wrong. It's like, yeah. oh, I wanted to go do this new job and then, you know, you hate it and then you have to, like, kind of, you know your ego gets hurt a little bit it's like oh maybe I wasn't right or maybe you wanted to date this guy and like your friends were like no like he's horrible he's all these red flags and then you know the relationship ends up being super toxic and you're like you don't want to admit it like it's it's something Mm -hmm. about like you just don't want to admit you're wrong but I feel like once you learn how to admit that you're wrong and you try what you want to try and you do what you want to do and you don't give a fuck what people think like, that's when life just, like, it gets better because you just don't care anymore. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe I did make the wrong decision. Like, you know what? Maybe I should have listened to you, but I would have been unhappy and I would have, you know, trusted myself a little less if I if I went with what you were thinking instead of what I was thinking. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Even if you make a decision and it might not have been the right one, each decision you make and you recognize how it ended up turning out is the decision that you then become more confident in your own intuition afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you don't make any decision at all, how are you going to know what your intuition is? Like you're learning as you go. So yeah, maybe that was a bad decision. So now I'm into more in tune with my intuition. Like I should have done it this way. I should have done it that way. So, right. I guess. And the other thing too, is that what makes me a little bit nervous sometimes is that I think people get so focused on like me, 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 I, 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 this is what I want to do. And I decided to do this. And sometimes it doesn't work out because it's not what God has planned for you too. Yeah. So I always struggle with like, is this what he really wants me to do? Like, I'm like, can you just like send me a hint really quick? Like, <laughs> like make a bird fly by my window right now. If this is what I should do, like type of thing like that. I'm like, <laughs> tell me, tell me, like, give me like something that I should know that this is the decision I have to make or not. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I struggle with that too, but I think I need more patience and I need to like pray about it more because sometimes you're not going to know right away and sometimes you kind of just have to go about it and then you'll learn as you go whether it's the right decision mm-hmm. or it's the path he wants you on or not. Do you feel like your intuition is in some way God talking to you? Yeah, I think like our gut feeling and our intuition is like the like the Holy Spirit like guiding us, if that makes sense. Like if you have a, it's like, my mom always calls it like her sixth sense. Like if something's happening or something's going on, like the hair will stick up on the back of her head and she's like, nope, that's not right. Or like, yep, this is what we need to do. Like she gets like a feeling about it. And I think that's him like giving us maybe reassurance or like a little bit of like, yep. Or like maybe when things don't work out, "Mm, nope. (laughs) Like he'll put us in positions and opportunities to like get that. But I think sometimes I fall into, and I'm just thinking about this now, sometimes I fall into my intuition tends to be a little bit more worldly-based than godly-based. I feel like your doubt is more worldly-based. So I feel like you have doubts in yourself that you shouldn't have. And that just comes from lack of trust. And mm-hmm. if anything, that's... So, like, maybe the reason why I feel like my intuition is worldly-based is because I have doubts that are worldly-based instead of godly-based, which means I just have lack of trust in God. So that's what I need to work on, my patience, my praying, and my trust in Him. Because if I decide I'm going to put myself in a situation, right, I have to trust that He's going to get me through it regardless of how it goes. And it's either going to teach you something or help you grow. Can't have any negatives. Mm-mm. Yeah, same with, like, relationships. Like... 
if if they end badly like just think about it in a way that like wow I learned this or I learned that I don't like that or you know if someone were to cheat on you like it's it's easy to blame yourself and to blame what did I do what did I do but it's like okay this taught me that maybe this isn't the right person for me and maybe like these were the red flags I missed and like or if somebody was very toxic to you like it just teaches you that you don't like that or you don't want that and that's not how you are and it just yeah it's just a learning lesson in the end mm-hmm. I remember asking Cameron that when we first started dating I was like don't you wish you met me sooner and he was like no and I was like but why <laughs> And he basically summed it up in that sense where, like, if I had met you sooner, I wouldn't have all of the things in a relationship or all of the things that I'm looking for. I wouldn't have recognized that in you. Like, the the way that you are and how we work as a team, I wouldn't have recognized that those are things that I wanted if I wasn't in those toxic relationships where I realized that's not what I want. Like, this is what I want. So I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I guess you're up for that one. Take the chances, just do it. And it's either going to be a life lesson or something amazing and it's going to help you grow. Let's give Morgan some encouragement. Everybody DM her and tell her she can do it because she can do it and she's going to do it. And I'm going to be her biggest fan through it all. You're going to make me emotional again. <laughs> How many times can Morgan cry in one episode? How much can a cancer cry? <laughs> in one friendship (laughs) oh gosh all right that is it for this week's episode i hope you guys enjoyed it don't 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 forget to subscribe do other things follow us on our socials and i have to decide if i want to deactivate my instagram for real because i have until may 7th until it's completely gone forever and ever and ever and ever. <sighs> That's scary. You should just reactivate it to deactivate it again. <laughs> oh, I'm nervous because I kind of want it back because I miss like watching people's life and I miss like interacting with people. Yeah. But I'm like, I've had so much like, you know, my own space. Like I'm not thinking about what, mm-hmm. you know, Jenny down the street is doing. I'm just thinking about what I'm Jenny doing. Jenny from the block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you can but, reactivate it and just put time limits on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just it's don't want hard. people to know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I just want to be like, you know, incognito. Has a podcast. Doesn't want anyone involved in their life. <laughs> yeah, because like, like these people are my people. Like these are the ones that I want to know. But it's like, do I want to know, you know, the creepy old man that follows me on Instagram? Like I literally want to like unfollow everybody like or block everybody and just like let my friends add me back. Because I have like so many people on there that like probably are just creepy motherfuckers that I don't want to see me anymore. You could always do that. You could just keep everything that was there but then just go and like remove all of the followers that you don't want to be following you did you know that you that's can do that 14. i taught that to one of my coworkers, but that's also fourteen thousand people <laughs> that'd take me a year yeah it would. Oh, but anyways go follow morgan on instagram follow me on tiktok because <laughs> that's where i'm flourishing <laughs> anyways we'll see you next monday bye bye <laughs> <laughs>